1: THE END
2: Blackie? Yes? This is Charlie Kingston.
3: Oh, Charlie, hello. Hi. Well, when would you get to town? Yesterday. And you waited till today to call me? You're a fine friend, you are.
2: Blackie, I need a friend right now.
3: Uh-oh, your millions have got you into trouble again, I can tell it.
2: Trouble, Blackie, this is the most fantastic thing that's ever happened to me.
3: Oh, you mean you put over a big deal that... Didn't get you into trouble? It's
2: even more unbelievable than that.
3: All right. What have you done this time?
2: I bought a 15-story office building for a million dollars. So what? Even if it's not worth a dime, what's a million to you? Uh, let me finish, though, Blackie. All right. I, I don't know whether to tell you or not.
3: After all this, you'd better.
2: Well, I bought the building yesterday. I see. I saw it at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and at 6, I signed the papers for it.
3: Well, you don't like to work fast, do you? Well... Well, uh, what happened at 7?
2: Nothing. Everything was all right till this morning at 10 o'clock. When I went to look at the building again... Yeah? Blackie, I just know you won't believe this.
3: Won't believe what?
2: When I went to look at what I'd bought, it was nothing but a vacant lot. Oh, no. Blackie, that 15-story office building has vanished overnight.
0: Now back to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend.
2: Well, there it is, Blackie. Uh-huh. The corner of Oak and Smith Street. A vacant lot. Yes, Charlie. I can see that
3: from here. Oh. Well, let's get out and see if the street signs have been tampered with... I'll get out your side.
2: All right, Blackhead. I I tell you, that building was here at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon.
3: And, Charlie, I've told you from the beginning that there never was a building on this corner. There couldn't have been.
2: You think I don't know a building when I see one? I doubt it. I tell you, we drove by and looked at the building, and there it was, right here on this corner. Well, where is it now? Well, that's why I called you. Yeah. I want you to tell me.
3: Well, I've told you, there never was a building here. It's obvious this has never been anything but a vacant lot. Oh, it is. Yes, the street signs untouched. They're painted on the curbing, and I can tell the paint is old.
2: Never mind the paint of the street signs. Where's my building? I paid a million dollars for it. A million dollars in cash. I
3: wish you didn't always do business in such a hurry. Oh, well, I can't. Know. And what about the papers? You shouldn't have paid off till the papers were delivered. Title, deed, all that sort of thing.
2: But I got the papers yesterday. Here they are. All of them. Right here. Title and everything.
3: And probably phonies. Every one of them. Oh, You know, this isn't the first time you've been hurt because you rushed into a deal.
2: Blackie, when I bought this lot yesterday, it had a building
3: on it. what did it look like? Well,
2: it it, it was marble to the second floor and white brick the rest of the way with dark trimmings at the windows.
3: And black marble around the main entrance?
2: Yes, that's right. see, that proves there was a building here yesterday. Even you've seen it, haven't you?
3: Yes. And if you'll let me drive you uptown four blocks, you'll see it, too, at the corner of Oak and Vine. that's it. It's still there, I'm sure. Now, uh, who sold you this lot?
2: A man named Henry Driggs and his partner, Jim Blaine. I've got their address.
3: Well, well, I go see them, you go back to your hotel and don't buy anything else without me. <laughs> Unless you want another lot of trouble.
1: <laughs>
4: we did it, Jim. Yeah. I told him we'd do it. And it'd be easy.
5: Well, I'm afraid of this one. It was too easy, Henry. I told you Kingston was a born sucker. I don't know. He's famous for the way he does business. In a hurry, rush it through. Get it over with like that. Yeah, well, he's not going to get over it when he finds out that this was a slick deal. I'm afraid he'll go to the police. So what if he does?
4: It means trouble. All we have to do is say we never saw Kingston in our lives and that he's crazy, that we made no deal with him. Yes, but he can prove we did. With what? Phony papers to real estate we don't even own? All we have to do is swear Kingston's either lying or out of his mind. We have nothing to worry about. Uh Well. henry henry this might be kingston now or the police yeah so what so what just remember we never saw the guy before and we're safe i hope so come in
3: is this the office of driggs and blaine
4: uh, yes it is well i'm charlie kingston's friend boston blackie which
3: one of you is driggs uh, i am
4: and this is jim blaine
3: howdy do uh-huh. you two pulled a fast one on my friend kingston yesterday afternoon you did? I'm afraid there's been some mistake. The only thing you have to be afraid of, Blaine, is me if you don't give back that million dollars you swindled from
4: Kingston. what I swindled...
3: You sold him a vacant lot yesterday when what he thought he was buying was a 15-story office building.
4: Well, that's What's the most a- fantastic what thing what I that's ever heard.
3: ridiculous. What vacant lot? What office building? The building is at Oak and Vine. Oak and Vine? You showed it to Kingston telling him it was at Oak and Smith.
4: But I... I when I, I,
3: all you own at Oak and Smith is a vacant lot.
4: We don't even own that, Blackie. So how could we sell it to this Charles, or whatever his name is?
3: I'm afraid your friend is either out of his
5: mind or has an odd sense of
3: humor, Blackie. You're afraid of a lot of things, aren't you, Blaine? No. I suppose you're going to say now that you've never seen Charlie Kingston.
4: Well, Blackie, we haven't. And that's the truth. Maybe you'd better talk to your friend again. I intend
3: to, Dregs, And I think I'll be back to talk to you again. You afraid of that also, Blaine? Well, no, not a bit. I'd very much like to get this straightened out. Don't worry. I'll be back to straighten you out, too.
4: (laughs) Well, we're still doing it, aren't we, Jim?
5: Henry, now I am afraid. What? Now I have to take my money to the police. Oh, no, you Oh, yes, I do. I I didn't know Boston Blackie was Kingston's friend. Now, if you won't give me my half million, I'm going to
0: call your wife and tell her to give it to me.
4: Peggy doesn't know anything about this deal, and that I have a half a million.
5: And she's not going to know. Henry, you give me my share. or I'm going out to the nearest policeman I and tell him... I
4: you I do this next time I have trouble with you, and this time I mean it.
5: Henry, no. Put that gun away. Yes, I will, Jim. But first I got to take care of you. No, no, Henry, don't. No,
1: no, don't.
4: Well, Jim, you can't take it with you. But don't feel bad about it. I'll have a good time spending your half million for you. Oh, Peggy. Peggy, I'm home.
1: Oh, what are you I'm so happy about, about this that?
4: morning? I've had a wonderful morning at the office, Peggy. Mm-hmm. So wonderful, I thought I'd come home to my darling wife and say, Peggy Drakes,
6: how about a kiss for a millionaire? Told me a lot of lies, but never a million of them at one time.
4: Give me a kiss, darling, and I'll tell you a secret. Uh-oh. Let's have the secret first. Why, Peggy Drakes? I don't think you like me.
6: Oh, you do. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you'll do better with a million dollars. Well, darling, in that little strong box in my desk drawer is a million dollars.
6: A million what? Dollars. Oh?
4: Uh? All ours, too.
6: Well, where'd you get it?
4: Half of the deal with a certain wild spender named Charlie Kingston, and half from a dead man, my late partner, Jim Blaine. Oh. Jim's dead? You'd be dead, too, if I just put three bullets in here. You. You'd like to do that, wouldn't you? Why, Peggy Driggs, how you talk? <laughs> well, speaking of killing, sweetheart, uh-huh. before you can enjoy our newfound riches, you're going to have to help me kill myself. Oh. <laughs>
3: There's no question about it, Faraday. Mm-hmm. Blaine was killed by Henry Driggs' partner. Yeah, that's fine, Blackie. But Driggs has disappeared, just like that building your friend Kingston bought. That building didn't disappear, Faraday, and you know darn well it didn't. It was four blocks away from the lot that Kingston actually bought. When I showed him the building, he admitted he'd been tricked. Mm. That guy has more money than brains, hasn't he? And you and I together have less of both. Oh, you've got money. Never mind about the scrape Kingston's in. Yeah, I don't. I'll get him back his million before he spends the other 99 million he still has. You think Driggs has it, huh? Yes, and killed Blaine for Blaine's share of it. That's the motive for the crime. Thanks, Detective. I was sure of it the minute Charlie identified Blaine's body as belonging to one of the men who swindled him. I got a dragnet out for Driggs. Well, I hope it drags Driggs in.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Have you watched his house? Yeah, there's been a man watching it ever since the discovery of the murder. But no one's at home in his house, not even his wife. They've probably both gone into hiding. Come in. Oh, Inspector. Yeah, Matthews, what is it? Uh, he wanted us to bring in Henry Drigg.
3: That's right. Well, here's his hat and coat. Yeah, but he's not in him.
5: Oh, hello, Blackie.
3: Hello, Matthews. What happened? Did you get close enough to Driggs to get his hat and coat away from him? No, Blackie. The police officer just brought it in. Driggs was driving across High
5: River Bridge with his wife when he suddenly stopped the car, got out, ripped off his hat and coat, and dove off the bridge into the water. Oh, fine. Our killer kills himself. Yes, sir. Go on, bad news. And his wife gave police the motive. He confessed to her he killed Jim Blaine, his partner, in an argument. They're dragging the river for his body now. Who
3: witnessed this suicide, Matthews?
5: Only his wife, Blackie. She drove the car off the bridge and reported to police what had happened.
3: Where's she? She's at home now, they said.
5: Well, Blackie, that
3: proves your theory.
5: Driggs killed Blaine, all right. But it doesn't prove that either Driggs or Blaine swindled your friend Kingston. I
3: have a surprise for you, Faraday.
5: You couldn't surprise me.
3: I don't think Henry Driggs is dead. Hmm? I think he's very much alive, and so is this case. <laughs>
1: Well,
6: for a man who drowned in High River a few hours ago, you're certainly cheerful, Henry.
4: <laughs> Why, well, Peggy Driggs, how you talk? Well, you can watch your very lively husband shave and remind him that he was only recently his <laughs>
6: suicide. As
4: dead as his murdered partner,
6: too, as far as the police are concerned. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'll run the tub for you. Thanks, darling. I hope my hobo get-up didn't frighten you when I came to the back door. No, but I yeah. expected you to show up in some sort of disguise. <laughs> you can't walk the streets while the police are dragging the river for your body.
4: No, I guess I can at that. Or as my late partner would have said, I'm afraid not. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, you don't want the water too hot, do you, darling?
4: You know I don't. Yeah, I guess that shave is close enough to keep me handsome till we get out of town. You all packed?
6: Yeah, just about... I left room in one of your suitcases for your strong box. Thanks, Big. You uh, weren't joking that you're a million dollars richer because you killed Jim, were you?
4: Uh, Just a half million dollars richer, sweetheart. Jim's half million. The other half was already mine. Uh Uh-huh. We got it all in a little deal we made with a man named Kingston.
6: But you wouldn't have told me you had a dime, would you, if you hadn't killed Jim and needed someone to help you stage a suicide? Why, Peggy Driggs,
4: I don't think you'd trust
1: me. Oh. You know, I've always
4: given you everything I
6: could.
1: Yeah.
4: I don't let
6: the water run over the edge of the tub. I won't. And I won't let you run out on me with a million dollars in your pocket. Now, Peggy, don't. Put that bottle down. Oh. oh I have to get you in that tub. No. Oh, God. Oh. oh. thanks for falling into the water, Henry. The tub is low, but you can drown in it just as quickly as in a high river.
0: And now back to Boston Blackie. Multi-millionaire Charles Kingston, one of Boston Blackie's closest friends, buys a 15-story office building which disappears overnight. The mystery is solved, however, when Blackie proves that the building Kingston was shown was not on the corner Kingston thought. All he bought is a vacant lot. After Blackie sees the men with whom Kingston made the deal, one of them is murdered. The other then fakes suicide by drowning. While police are dragging the river for his body, his wife does drown him in the bathtub of their home. As we return to our story, water is still running into the car.
1: Oh, I'll keep you down.
6: Uh, you can't answer the doorbell, can you, Henry? Huh? Better draw my hands first. I'm coming.
3: Austin Blackie.
6: Uh, well, what do you want? I'd like to talk to Mrs. Driggs,
3: Peggy Driggs.
6: Oh, I'm Peggy Driggs. Could you come back later or or wait outside a few minutes? I'm not dressed. I'll wait. Thank you. I won't be long. I better call Larry. sure hope he's in. Hello? Hello, Larry.
5: Hi, Peggy. What's the matter?
6: I'm in the spot, darling. Oh? Maybe you heard on the radio that Henry killed his partner.
5: Yes, and I just heard a news flash that Henry committed suicide. Well, Larry, I, uh... He jumped off the high river bridge. Honey,
6: please, I need help. I just killed Henry.
5: What are you talking about?
6: Please come over and get the body out of the bathtub and get rid of it.
5: All right. I'll be over as soon as it's dark tonight and get rid of the body for you. Yeah, and
6: then come back here after you've taken care of Henry. Okay. Bye, darling. Goodbye. Come in, Blackie. Uh, Thank you. Sorry I kept you waiting.
3: That's quite all right, Mrs. Draggs. I suppose you know why I'm here.
6: Yes, about Henry's suicide. Not
3: exactly, Mrs. Draggs.
6: Oh?
3: Your husband and his partner swindled a friend of mine out of a million dollars. I'd like it paid back.
6: I don't know anything about a swindle or money, Blackie. I... Well, I do.
3: And I have a few ideas about something else, too.
6: Well, believe me, Blackie, Henry said nothing to me about any money. Oh. Who is it? poor? Well, come in.
4: Good afternoon, Mr. Driggs. Sure, sorry to hear about Mr. Driggs. Oh. But I thought you might want Mr. Driggs' brown suit just the same. Oh. I'm sure sorry. I, I, I guess I did the wrong thing, huh?
3: Uh, just put the suit on the chair there, please. Oh, sure,
4: sure, mister. There you are. So long, Mr. Driggs. Sure, I'm
6: sorry. Oh, please, please, Blackie, come back some other time. I, I can't talk to anyone right now. I
3: understand. Forgive me for what I was thinking when I came here.
6: Yes, of course.
3: I'm convinced now your husband did kill himself, after all.
5: Well, darling, Henry's all wrapped up in a nice warm blanket and ready to go for a swim.
6: Yeah, well, uh, get him out of here, will you, Larry? I never did like having him around the house. Oh, <laughs>
5: He hasn't been much bothered to you today, has he?
6: Plenty. <laughs> what do you mean? Been afraid Blackie would come back and want to look around. Well, you said you'd get rid of him after dark. It's dark now.
5: And Henry's heavy. You have to help me carry him out the back way and into my car.
6: Oh, do I have to?
5: Well, you can do that much for me in return for what I'm doing for you.
6: Well, um, all right.
5: That's the girl.
6: Now, uh, you sure he's got identification on him?
5: Sure, sure. Initialed ring and belt buckle and wallet with all his usual papers. Good. Come on, let's get him out of here. He's lying on the kitchen floor, wrapped in that blanket.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I see.
5: You take the feet and I'll take his shoulders.
6: Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh. Oh, he's heavy.
5: Uh, too bad Henry wasn't a good boy. Hmm? Then he could have sprouted wings and flown out of here.
6: <laughs> wings, Larry? Sure. <laughs> what he could have used in the bathtub this noon was water wings. <laughs>
5: I hope you don't mind a second visit to the morgue in two days, Mr. Kingston. Well, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah, but I want you to identify this body if you can.
1: I'll
2: do my best, Inspector Faraday. You
3: identified Jim Blaine's body yesterday, Charlie. And though I haven't seen this body yet, I think it's Driggs. Pulled out a high river this morning. That's right. Let me pull the sheet down. There. It's Driggs, all right, Inspector. Jim Blaine's partner. Well, Charlie, we found the swindlers for you, but not your million dollars. That's next on my list.
5: Not on mine, Blackie, just yours. Okay. I know who killed
3: Blaine, and this suicide closes the case. You think so?
5: Well, I guess I'll phone Mrs. Driggs, tell her to
3: come down and claim the body. Uh, Wait a minute, Faraday.
2: Hmm?
3: Let me have a better look at what Driggs is
2: wearing. Go ahead. That suit's brown, isn't it? Yes, and wet. Blackie, I don't see what difference it makes what suit he's wearing. Unless my million dollars is in the pockets. Wait a minute, Charlie.
3: Faraday, the suit on Driggs' body solves this case. And it's not suicide, but murder. Uh, come in, our inspector. Yeah, Matthews.
5: That dry cleaner's delivery man, Blackie, sent for us here.
3: We'll send him in, Sergeant.
5: Sure thing. Yes, send him in. Okay, fellow. Go right in.
4: Okay. But gee, I sure didn't do nothing wrong. I don't know why the police want to see me. Well, that'll
5: be all, Matthews. Yes, sir hello pal remember me
4: hey yeah Uh, you're the guy you're the guy who was at the drake's place when i delivered mr drake's suit
5: the name's blackie boston blackie and the name's Mott if he's got me wasting my
3: time again and yours too
4: gee uh, i i i didn't do nothing wrong
3: unless i miss my hunch you did something just right tell me this suit on faraday's desk here have you ever seen it before Uh, let me look at it
5: yeah
4: hey it's all wet
3: yeah because the man wearing it was pulled out of high river this morning
5: all dead
4: Well, then he must have jumped in the river late yesterday afternoon. Because that's a suit I delivered to the Driggs place about 3.30 yesterday. You sure? I'm positive. I know my customers and I know the clothes they wear. Well, apparently, that
3: does it. And I think even you're going to enjoy what I do now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, oh,
6: Larry, you're wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Very clever, too <laughs> I think mean, you were terrific to remember to put a suit on, Henry Before you took him to High River <laughs> I was so excited, I forgot to tell you the story I told the police Your story of the
5: suicide is that he went off the bridge fully clothed Except for his hat and top yeah.
6: Oh, the phone, excuse me mm-hmm. Hello? Hello,
3: Mrs. Driggs, this is Boston Blackie
6: Oh, oh yes, Blackie Any news of my husband?
3: Yes, there is, Mrs. Driggs. His body was pulled out of the river this morning. We're pretty sure it's his. Mm -hmm. It's here at the police morgue right now, and, well, I I thought... I
6: know what you're going to say. I have to come down and identify it, don't I?
3: Yes, you do, Mrs. Driggs. It's merely routine, though. It's pretty obvious that it's your husband. I've identified him myself. He's wearing a brown suit and has your husband's papers in his pocket. Mm -hmm. And uh, Charlie Kingston identified him, too, as a matter of fact. But uh, you'd still better come down.
6: All right, I'll be there in about an hour. Fine. Goodbye. (laughs)
3: Goodbye.
6: Well, it worked, Larry. It worked perfectly. (laughs) They found his body in the river this morning. Well,
5: let's start celebrating.
6: (laughs) No, darling, no. I have to go into mourning for the proper length of time. Oh.
5: What's the matter? The suit. What?
6: Blackie said Henry's down there in the morgue wearing a brown suit.
5: Sure, that's the suit I put on him before I wrapped him up and took him to the river. Oh. You said he was wearing a suit when he was supposed to commit suicide. Larry, you jerk! Sure. why? Because I just went to his closet and took the first suit I got my hands on? What's wrong with that?
6: Blackie saw that suit here in this house. Hours after Henry was supposed to be in High River. That's but... what's wrong with it?
5: Fine time to tell me that.
6: How was I supposed to know Blackie had seen the suit? He should have asked me what suit to put on him. He should have told me. Oh, you fixed everything. Made everything just perfect. But I... And now Blackie knows we killed him. That's why he wants me at police headquarters. Sure,
5: he wants you, but not me. Because you killed him. All I did was try to cover up for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
6: Well... Like expects me to walk into police headquarters and be arrested. What? But I'm getting out of town instead. Come on, come on, help me pack. Sure. bags are on the bedroom floor. Here, give me that box and I'll pack it first. No, I'll keep it with me.
5: Why, what's in it, money?
6: Just a little, It's all I have. I'll
5: take what's in that box. I think I've earned it. Oh, no, you haven't. You give me that money or I'll give my story to the police. Oh,
6: well, no, you won't because I'm going to give you what I gave Henry. Hit
5: me with that
3: box and you go. <laughs> Don't bother to drag him to the bathtub, Mrs. Drake.
1: Oh, Blackie!
3: You want to know how I got all the way out here from downtown in such a hurry? Oh. Well, I wasn't in the morgue when I called you, but using the phone next door. Oh,
6: clever, aren't you?
3: And polite too. I don't think a lady should go to jail alone, so I'll escort you there. <laughs>
2: Hello, blackie yes this is charlie kingston
3: oh charlie hello when'd you get back
2: to town uh, yesterday
3: and you waited till today to call me a fine friend you well
2: are. i uh, know you've been busy winding up that driggs murder case oh there wasn't anything to it
3: charlie no All i did was uh, call the dry cleaners delivery man in to identify the suit driggs was wearing when he was pulled out of the water and mrs driggs had to confess
2: uh-huh go on go on blackie
3: And uh, Larry, Mrs. D's boyfriend, spilled his part of the story, too, of course. So my troubles are over.
2: That's good, Blackie.
3: That is, unless you bought another disappearing building.
2: Well, uh, that's what I called you about, Blackie. Uh Uh-huh. Something worse than that has happened.
3: Now what have you done?
2: I bought a vacant lot, Blackie, but I've been cheated again.
3: Why, did the lot disappear?
2: No, but uh, there's a wreck of a five-story building on it I wasn't told about. And I'm going to have to spend a fortune tearing it down.
1: Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7UP, all with your card.